Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, episode number 84. And today we are talking about providing value and how it changes people's lives. This might be the most important podcast I've recorded so far. Tune in, grab a pen and paper, and listen up. Welcome to the Smallholder Food Development Institute podcast, where we serve up truth so that you can build the profitable, sustainable food business you've always dreamed of. Now here's your host, Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast and of Office Hours. I've got a super fun Office Hours coming up. I got some, I've had a couple of really good questions, not the least of which was from my son um, about the difference between smoking and cooking. And so during Office Hours, I'm gonna be covering that. So for those of you who are not members of The Proofing Box, come over to Facebook and join us on The Proofing Box because I do office hours these days, it looks like uh, about every other week um, when I record the podcast. And there's this like giant bug and I'm gonna try and not freak out. We have a rule here in the house. My husband uh, is in charge with everything uh, with fewer than two legs or more than four. And that, that definitely has more than four legs. So this is me not freaking out about bugs. All right. So we've got lots of good stuff to cover in the podcast. Um, and I'm super excited to bring this podcast to you because it's about one of my favorite subjects, which is money. <laughs> and actually thinking about this, this might be one of my most important podcasts because there is there. I mean, there's like so much good stuff we've got to talk about today. But first, I want to get some announcements done and good stuff. Uh, okay, so uh, folks, I have introduced a money back guarantee for my 90 day training. This is where you come into the power group for like 90 days. And as I was telling somebody yesterday, uh, when we were looking at rolling this out in their not for profit, if you can't get your food safety planning done in 90 days, you're probably not willing to apply yourself. Okay, so book a call, get on the phone with me, my friends, and let's talk about what it looks like to have me in your life for 90 days while you get your food safety planning all squared away. All right, I'm not kidding when I say money back guarantee. It's all on the website. Okay, you can go to dirigofoodsafety.com and find all of the all of the information. Uh, hit me up in DMs. Uh, you know where to find me. Okay. Um, and so that's the, um, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Um, if for, you know, 5k in 90 days and a money back guarantee, think of how much we can get accomplished. It's really, truly exceptional. Okay, so then the other thing I want to tell you is, is for my veterans out there. So I'm drinking from my farmer veteran coalition mug today. It's freezing up here in my office. I lost all of this weight and I completely lost the ability to keep myself warm. It's amazing. Um, not at all. Uh, so for veterans out there, I want to tell you that that offer to come and coach with me and be a part of the power group uh, um, is for a price of pay what you think it's worth. Now, uh, I have talked to so many of you and they're like, Dr. P, I'm not going to sign up until I can pay the full price. 
And I totally get it. But you know what? It, uh, this is a totally judgment-free zone. And I promise you, I do not judge you at all or give you a iota of different service in the power group based on uh, how much you pay. All right? If you are a veteran, because you know what? We already paid, guys. We paid in big ways and we paid in small ways and we continue to pay, my friends. And so, like, we're having a whole entire conversation this uh, podcast about value, right? And what it means to have value and where, where all that stuff comes from. And I want you really to consider what all that stuff looks like in your life, all right? And if you are a veteran and you are at all interested in this work, just let's get on the phone and let's talk about it. Because while you may not be paying me in a whole lot of money, you will be paying me in time and talent, okay? Because that's what you do in the power group. Like, you show up. You do what you say you're going to do. It's creating a, a, a cadre of people with whom you can um, build your business with. And it's... It, epic and it's incredible and it's important. Uh, so I really want you to consider that my veterans out there and my friends who are not veterans, it's totally okay. You know, 5k for the value that I give you for 90 days. It's unbelievable. So let's get on the phone, book a call. All right. You can uh, just go to DiergoFoodSafety.com and you can find ways to contact us and very easy to find. Uh, all right. Next, I want to announce a slight change to webinars uh, for the, um, I think this is probably going to be for the year. Uh, so as you guys know, I do webinars um, in parallel with the information, with the SOP that we do in the power group. So for those, I guess I should explain the power group. So the power group is the, uh, the coaching group that I have. I have a 12 month curriculum because guys, actually like grinding and doing your food safety, um, and go, going from zero to having a fully fledged plan, USDA grant of inspection, selling, passing an audit, all that sort of stuff takes about a year. That's why I offer a year long curriculum. When you join the, um, when you join the power group for whatever three months or six months or however long you join, um, you have access to a year's worth of, of curriculum. You have access to a year's worth of workbooks. You have access to all the standard operating procedures food safety training classes, other training classes, all of the things, okay? Um, and every month I have, like, so I have a 12 month curriculum and every month we cover a different SOP. And in May, we're covering trace and lotting, okay? And so next week I'll be doing a webinar on trace and lotting, but we're gonna do something a little bit different. And I actually just decided to do this. We're going to make it an on-demand webinar. Usually I do my webinars, like, um, I think they're scheduled for one o'clock on the third Wednesday of the month. We're going to publish them and they're going to be available for 24 hours on the third Wednesday of the month, because I know people are like worldwide and they're scattered and that sort of stuff. So it'll probably go up around eight o'clock or something. Like, don't hold me to that. Like it'll be eight or nine or whatever. Um, we'll schedule it to go up uh, and then it'll be up for 24 hours. And if you have questions, you can come over here to the proofing box and ask questions. And I'll be taking questions on that. And I will post that link here in the proofing box because I know I usually um, simulcast it, uh, simulcast those webinars to the proofing box. And uh, I want you guys to still be able to have uh, have access to 
to the webinar. All right, so take um, be on the lookout for that. And then, of course, those webinars get archived on the proofing box. Uh, because that's just, frankly, the easiest way for me to do it. <laughs> okay, and so why am I having all of these conversations at the beginning of my podcast? So for those of you who are out there writing books, doing podcasts, writing blogs, like all of that sort of stuff, today's podcast is all about value, okay? and the value you are putting out there in the universe, because that's what the universe pays for, okay? I want to tell you, I was looking at numbers with somebody yesterday, and I looked at the numbers on the proofing box, and I am so proud of myself, because that proofing box, or no, this is the proofing box, the power group, you guys don't get charged for being the proofing box, but the power group, um, which didn't exist two years ago, and I went into in January of 2019 with not a whole lot of people, uh, and I went in and I like did it anyway, and I showed up as if it was hundreds of thousands of people making hundreds of thousands of dollars, and I grew it to over six figures. Um, and in the t past 12 months, I have made more than six figures in the power group. And I am super proud of myself. And there's no reason you guys, my friends, cannot be doing the same thing with your businesses. I am not a unicorn, <laughs> okay? I know a lot of people tell me I'm a unicorn. It's not true, right? And I want to, I want to, I, I like want to bring that point out to you because people feel like, you know, things should take a shorter period of time. There should be like, there are all these shoulds out there about putting value out into the universe. When I started the power group, there was no guarantee. There was no precedent in our space. Like, sure, membership groups exist in other life coaching spaces and all that sort of stuff. But in food and agriculture, like, I'm sorry, do y'all know any other life coaches in food and agriculture? Because I don't. <laughs> right? And somebody who, like, a food safety coach, somebody who tells you that the reason you're not executing your food safety plan is because of what's going on between your ears. I'm super confident I'm the only person having that conversation. And I'm totally comfortable being there, guys, right? Because if I wasn't comfortable, I'd quit the power group like a long time ago when I wasn't meeting my metrics in like the second month. And so <laughs> there's so much we can be, there's so many conversations we can be having and things that we can be doing. And I wanna have a conversation about value today. Okay, because local food is having a moment. My phone is ringing off the hook about the locker, about coming into the program, about finally getting your food safety plans written, about finally doing the things that you were always meant to do in food. And I will tell you right now that now is the time to go for it. I know it seems like the world is turned upside down, like we cannot get Hamilton off of repeat around here. And it is, but it is always like that somehow, somewhere for somebody. 
And now is the time to go all in. Now is the time to use this challenge that coronavirus presents us, to use this challenge that our food systems presents us to really solve problems. So I had somebody ask me yesterday about distribution. And I have been talking now for, I feel like, weeks uh, about re-regionalization of local food streams. And local food has the same problem Amazon has, has the same problem Warren Buffett's father had, which is the last mile problem, okay? And all y'all that are like sitting home wondering, how can I do this? What can I do? What does it look like to solve your problem starting with your customer, okay? And I want you to ask yourself the question, what's valuable to my customer okay my customer and i will tell you know like i will tell you that as somebody who buys a lot of local food i'm waiting um i actually have to hear i'm hoping to hear back today about whether or not i'm going to go pick up the tongues and hearts <laughs> and ground beef from my uh, uh from my client who i buy from uh or she's going to deliver it to me clearly delivering to me a whole lot easier right i will tell you i am willing to pay for that. Um, I loved like talking with her, even if it's gonna be from the window and she's gonna leave the stuff on my doorstep. I want you to really dive into your target market and figure out who they are and what would be the most valuable for them. Okay, and I want you to spend some real time thinking about that. I think about this stuff all the time, my friends. You know, I was, my, my coach said, you know, I, she, she, she was coaching me on my membership group and she's like, you know, I have notebooks full of what I think my clients are thinking. And I went back and I was like, well, shoot, so do I. I have been like on my locker. I, ha I just found a notebook from two years ago where I have the words, the locker changes lives written in there. How is the locker going to change lives of my clients? And I'm still working on that. And I write about that like literally every day. So what does it look like for you to do that level of work on your clients and what your clients are thinking and what delivers value for your clients, okay? Because providing value changes lives. And in local food, we have a unique opportunity to provide that value right now. People really, really, really see it in a whole lot of different ways. So what does that look like? It looks like starting with your target customer, whoever your target customer is. And if you would like to pretend it's me and ask me questions, knock yourself out, dude, right? I am probably the person that you want to be buying. I went into the business that I am in because I couldn't find the food that I wanted to buy out in the world. And I found out that I have this skill in food safety planning that farmers and ranchers and food processors need. So I started selling it. That's literally how my business was born. Uh, I'm 100% customer funded. Uh, okay. And so that looks like uh, understanding value from your client's perspective. Uh, okay. And so start there and then walk yourself backwards, all right? Because the distribution question will always be there. Food has to get to people where they are. What are the unique ways you can provide value doing that? And I will tell you, my customers are doing it. They are really doing it and they are killing it and it's amazing. Okay, 
So start there and work yourself backwards all the way to however your food gets packaged and all the way back to the farm and ask yourself, what provides value to my customer at this step? What provides value to my customer at this step? And just do it backwards from your customer's perspective. All right. Next, I really want to dive into the topic of value. Okay. Because I just told you, providing value changes lives. And it really, really does. It'll change your life and it'll change your customer's life. Understanding that you are valuable and you provide value is probably one of the most life-changing thoughts you can have. What would it look like if you took a post-it note and I'm like looking at my post-it notes. Like I swear to God, I run my business on post-it notes. My, my desk is like covered with them, but go take a post-it note. All right. And on this post-it note, like I want you to write three of them and I want you to write, I am valuable. Okay. And I want you to stick it on your bathroom mirror. I want to stick it. Like I have post-it notes like hanging off the camera. All right. Whatever your equivalent is, wherever your mind wanders when you're looking, like for those of you who like watch this a lot or watch me on video a lot, I look this way and it's partially, I look, you know, like I look left because that's where the windows are and we just had like a yellow finch go by. But also I think there's something about how your brain works and you tend to look left and I think I'm left hemisphere dominant. So when I'm thinking I look left, um, and so I put post-it notes to my left <laughs> so that when my brain is resting, I look and I have a big post-it note and it says, I'm developing the capability to write because writing is a skill that I work on. I wrote another essay today. It's on LinkedIn. Go find it. It's pretty good. Right. And I put all of that stuff up and I have big, I have like these big post-it notes and they're like hanging around my office. What if one of your post-it notes, three of your post-it notes said, I am valuable. And once you believe in your own value, it actually becomes really a lot easier to understand that you provide value to other people, right? And that right now in local food is incredible. Because local food, it's having a moment. This moment means something for what we are doing. The re-regionalization of food and agriculture is creating market opportunity, long-term sustainable market opportunity for a lot of different kinds of businesses. And I want you to take advantage of that, okay? But what everybody does, all right, and I see this, like my Facebook feed is like completely full of this. Businesses are freaking out about prices. Some freaking out about prices, okay? And here, I am going to pick up one of, and I know I'm gonna get flack for this and I kind of don't care, but I am going to pick this up and I am going to show it to you. So here, can you, does that see that? This is one of my post-it notes, expensive is good right? I want my clients to be charging a lot of money for their food. Because first of all, I think it's bunk that we spend less than 10% of our um, disposable income on food. And I think we pay for it in a lot of different ways. In a huge, as, as I'm fond of saying, like or I said, when I lived in Georgia, we pay a very high price for 39 cent a pound chicken thighs. I was the church secretary at 
St. Joe's in Athens, Georgia, and we had a huge ministry for the plant workers in Gainesville. Okay, and I did some work with St. Michael's. Like, we, like, expensive is good. Imagine what it would look like if we didn't have 39 cent a pound chicken wings and everybody had all the chicken that they wanted to eat. What does that world look like? Okay, I want you to think outside the box when it comes to providing value and creating value out in the world, right? And then I want you to ask yourself why the hell you're freaking out about prices, uh, okay? I was just on a like a, a, a page, I think it was the Mangalitsa page, and somebody was charging $8 a pound for his like purebred Mangalitsa sausage. I can't get local sausage, Mangalitsa or otherwise, for like under $12 or $13 a pound around here, okay? So one of the reasons I make my own, right? And we will be making our own. The kid who is joining me for office hours is making sausage this afternoon, I hope he knows. Um, and so what is behind your freak out about prices, uh, right? Um, because there's a feeling there and that feeling is probably fear. Uh, are you scared that you don't deserve a higher price, that you don't do enough for a higher price, that other people deserve to be wealthy around local food and that person is not you? Who is, and I want you to get out your pen and paper and I want you to do some writing about this. What, is, what are the characteristics? What is the person who deserves to be wealthy from local food? Who is that person and what are they doing? Because I guarantee you, if you are working in local food, that person is you. You are putting value out there. You are absolutely putting value out there and the person who deserves to be wealthy is you. All right, and the way that I know how to deliver wealth and what we're gonna do for the rest of this podcast is I'm gonna do the very simple, yet, difficult to adopt, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, yet difficult to adopt um, uh, accounting methodology. It's not even an accounting methodology. It's profit first. So go buy the book. I think I posted it in the proofing box. Um, and I'm going to walk you through how I think, feel, and act around business profit and how I teach my clients to think, feel, and act. I just did this with somebody two days ago, okay, in, in figuring out how he's going to make a profit making his charcuterie. All right, so here's the thing. Business profit is completely neutral, right? Profit, money, all of it is completely neutral. It is completely and totally and 100% made up. Uh, money has value because we've assigned it value, my friends, um, right? Having more money doesn't mean that you are a good person. Having less money doesn't mean you are a good person. None of it, we all assign value to money. It is literally ones and zeros at the bank for most of, in, in computers at the bank for the most part, right? So if money is neutral, what that means is, is you get to pick what you want to think about it. You can either pick, I don't deserve it, or you could perhaps, having done the work we just talked about, pick, I provide value and change lives, and I totally deserve to be rich. When I was working on this with my coach, I was like, oh my God. And I feel, when I think that thought and I put it in the thought feel act cycle, I feel super relaxed. 
and I think of other ways, uh, all the ways that I can deliver value to you guys and help you all enlarge that pie and get your part of the pie. Uh, because isn't that more fun? You know, getting there is half the fun. Come share it with me, as we say around here when we're quoting the Muppets. Um, when I'm in, and then here's what I want you to notice, is that when I'm not freaking out about business profit because of thoughts that cause me to freak out, and I'm instead thinking I provide amazing value and I change lives and I totally deserve to be rich, I'm relaxed. I smile. I have fun. And I really think about the customer and what they value. And I'm inspired to help them. And I create, I go and create more value. This wasn't the podcast I was going to do today. I was going to do a podcast on facilities. A valuable podcast, to be sure. But I have tons of other podcasts on facilities. And I have no other podcasts on the thought providing value to people is changing lives. And that's really meaningful, okay? That is providing new things out there in the local food world because I don't, really don't know who else is having this conversation in the food world. So if you are, please DM me. Let's have a conversation on the podcast, okay? I invite you on the podcast, right? So when you're out there and you're thinking about your customers, you're figuring out how to provide value to them, you're inspired to help them, you're out there being super creative, What's the logical result of that? Your business will grow every day of the week and twice on Sundays, okay? If you're wondering like what that looks like, I want you to watch the webinars and go through all those, those six assets that I talk about. But if you are super focused on your customers, you will be building assets in your business. Assets plus time, okay, equals business results. All right. Now, that's all very highfalutin and it's like 30,000 foot range and I totally get it. Uh, okay, so let's drill down to what this looks like in sort of your day to day reality. And here's where I want to talk about profit first, because that book changed my life. I didn't know how it was going to change my life. It took a long time to change my life. Okay, so if you are just starting your business, go buy the book Profit First. No, I get no money from that. Okay, buy the book Profit First and institute that or the, you know, like, come just come have a conversation with me about it. Okay, because I can help you make it make sense for your business. All right. And here is like the long and the short of how I do this with people. Right. You guys sell stuff, usually in pounds. You charge based on pounds. All right. You're going to take how many pounds times price per pound and you get a total revenue number. All right. If math isn't your gig, you can still do this and just slow the podcast down. Press a lot of stops and starts. Right. You can do this by skew. You can do this by like average if you have a lot of skews. Right. But you sell stuff at a price per pound and that gives a total revenue number. Okay. So start there. Do this in Excel or Google Sheets or, you know, I have graph paper sitting in front of me. Do the math longhand. Teach your kids how to do it. We're all homeschooling right now. Right. All right. So then you have, um, you have a total number. And here's the very first question. What percentage profit do you want to make? When was the last time you asked yourself that question? 
somewhere somebody said the profit between three and five percent in food is really killing it which i think is bullshit uh, okay because i guarantee you cargill makes more than three to five percent profit i guarantee you okay there are privately there are privately traded there are private companies so we don't know but go look at what those large food companies are doing and yeah sure some of their stuff may be making three to five percent but there's other stuff that's making like 40 percent Okay, so don't believe what you read in the newspaper. Go read those annual reports, all right, and come to your own conclusions. Go read uh, the uh, Warren Buffett annual reports and look at how he looks at profit and the companies he buys and how they look at profit and retained earnings, right? That, is, that will tell you a whole lot, okay? Because you could also say, what percentage of earnings do you want to retain? That is also your profit first, okay? And I guarantee you retained earnings on those big companies, uh, far more than 3%. Uh. All right, so you have your total revenue number, then you're going to subtract out the profit. Start with 20%, guys, right? Makes the math easy. And then, so then you're going to have a, then you're going to have a number, all right? And we call that, like, I could tend to call that, like, your net revenue number, okay? Then you're going to subtract out your cost of goods sold. If you are at a negative number right now, stop everything and raise your prices because you aren't covering costs. You are not covering profit and costs and there's no reason for you to be in business. Just stop. It's not worth it for you to continue. You will not make up in volume for all the money you lose per pound of product you, sold, you sell. It's not gonna happen, okay? So. Start up at the beginning and raise your prices until you have a positive number when you subtract profit and cost of goods sold, right? From those two things, all right, I want you to then subtract out taxes, right? Make it like 20, make it another 20%, all right, from that net revenue number, subtract out taxes. Save money for taxes first. I started doing, I, this is the first thing I started doing when I started doing Profit First. I never have any issues with my taxes. I have so much money saved for taxes. It's not even funny. I could, like, if I tell you, and it's taken two years. I instituted Profit First two years ago. The amount of money I have saved for taxes, like, taxes don't even bother me. It's amazing, and it's a great feeling. I highly recommend it. And you do it by taking every check that comes and you save for profit, cost of goods sold, and taxes first. So, okay, hence the profit first model, guys, right? What you have, that chunk, that pile of money that you have left over is what you can allocate to expenses. All right, and what are the expenses? Overhead. Okay, you got to pay somebody for the internet and keep the lights on. Meet, like, so meat cutters or other people to work your business, the people to go pick the tomatoes, like, who is that? If that is you, could you please put a salary in there? Because in five years, when you want to go sell your business, it is not an attractive business to sell if labor works for free. Because that's illegal. All right, pretend you are labor and pretend you actually have to pay yourself because somebody who's doing their due diligence on your company will actually have to pay people and those numbers have to be accounted for. Your efforts are not free. Don't pretend your efforts are free and, and that you are 
adding value by not charging because you're not, you're just merely having the same conversation everybody else is having, right? Benefits, I know we have very big conversations, but like really hard conversations around benefits and, and what it means to provide healthcare for people, but that's a very important conversation to have. Most of us have workers' comp insurance, all right? Business, um, um, other, other sorts of insurance and things like that, all right? It's an example of expenses. Maintenance. Your maintenance expenses is like, I, I would have like 10% go into a maintenance fund. Things break no matter what your business is. And I know 10% sounds really, really high, but 10% of your expenses needs to go to maintenance. You need to do marketing, right? Even if you're doing only organic marketing, that's not free, please pay yourself. Um, okay, you're gonna have interest and bank fees. If you take credit cards, you're gonna have bank merchant fees. Make sure you account for that, all right? And how much, and it's gonna be a percentage, like 3% or whatever of your total revenue is gonna be your interest, kind of depending on how many credit cards you take. Land, lease rental, office rentals, um, your business insurance, your liability insurance, all of that stuff costs money. Office supplies, like these things that I use, they're 25 bucks a pop, mm, right? <laughs> I gotta pay for them. I gotta pay for the, I gotta pay for the, the pens. I gotta pay for all that sort of stuff, okay? Um, bank fees and charges, uh, waste and waste haul off or rendering or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, going to conferences, going for travel because that's part of your marketing expenses. Consultants, if you want to pay for me, guys, you already know how much I cost. Um, even if you have a money back guarantee, I promise you, if you are like going into it saying, I'm going to get my, I'm going to, I am going to like do all the work and get no results. That's probably the wrong attitude. <laughs> all right. Then there are other professional services that you have to account for, like an accountant and a lawyer. Uh, please plan on hiring accountants and lawyers and things like that. It's totally worth it. Those are all of your expenses. You have to take your net revenue number, subtract out all of your expenses, and the number must be above zero. If it's not above zero, raise your damn prices. That is it, okay? And, and, and then sit in discomfort over those prices and teach your ass how to sell. What if... Your problem is not your prices. Your problem is in your belief in yourself that you can sell at that price. What does it look like to raise your prices and raise your belief that you can sell and that you are worth it and that you are valuable in having that conversation? Imagine if that was the local food conversation we were having instead of listening to everybody bitch on Facebook about how local food is too expensive. Um, I was talking with somebody the other day and they get charged almost $7 a pound for processing their bacon, right? And y'all want to bitch about how expensive bacon is? They get charged that for processing. It's ridiculous. All right, that anybody would have, and I don't have a problem with somebody charging six fifty a pound for processing bacon. There's some of these bacons that have like huge amounts of fat cap and have to be treated pretty carefully because of how they're finished and all that sort of stuff. It probably that I mean that's probably pretty accurate cost for the processor to also make money off of it, right? 
I'm not going to lie, it was a locker conversation. They want to bring that stuff in-house because they want to lower those costs so they can realize more profit, right? And that's a good thing. Because um, they're not going to lower the price of their bacon, guys. <laughs> Nor should they. And so when we think about that, what is that actually... What does that actually look like uh, for you uh, to understand your fear and discomfort around your prices and around your belief in what you're actually doing and how you're actually selling? And what if what you really need to do is learn how to sell? Think about that for a moment. What if you could just learn how to sell at that new price and wealth and prosperity and freedom and opportunity that wealth brings is actually for you through the work you could do. You know, we have, uh, we have metrics here in my company. I have two metrics that I care about. I look at other stuff. I look at open rates. I look at all that sort of stuff. But it sums up in two metrics. Profitability. And did everybody go on vacation? I have not done my job if my clients don't feel like they can go on vacation and actually go on vacation. I haven't done my job if my employees don't go on vacation. I haven't done my job if I don't go on vacation. That's what wealth looks like, guys. And if you decide to make a profit in your food business, and you decide profit is important and that's how you're going to build your business, you'll be able to go on vacation. You'll be able to be an example of what is possible when you decide profit is important and it's a conversation worth having in local food. Thanks for having the conversation with me and we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Be sure to join us in The Proofing Box, a private Facebook page for food producers filled with valuable information and technical tips. Grow your business by learning from people just like you, all under the guidance of a food safety expert.